Welcome to another episode of the Extra Point Week 5 edition. I am Wes. I'm here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? Same old, man. Wednesday day. Let's do it. Wednesday day. Big day of practice today? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, you know, Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday are grinding out days. Walk through tomorrow. Try to go 6-0 and Friday. There you go. Keeping it up. Keep it up, man. And what's, then, our, um, what's our division rank right now? Uh, I'm sorry. Our, yeah, our, our yeah, rank, rank right now at 8A. We're, um, we're 8 right now. Fantastic. Yeah, we're 8. And, um... Next week we got that. Well, I don't know, like to think ahead. We don't. Yeah, we'll you know, focus we don't on the week that. now. We'll we talk about. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about next week. Next yeah, week, I know yeah, what we yeah. got. But yeah, let's I know take Coach, it I know Coach Roland listens to the show, and if he hears me even thinking about the next week ahead, man, he's no. gonna cuss me out. You or got, something. You got to focus on the here That's and now. It, yeah. Here and now. And speaking we'll of here that. and now, let's go ahead and get in a little bit of news, and then we will. Before start I interrupt you with the football news, I do want to give a shout out to my Washington Nationals last night. Yes. Yes. What a fantastic game! Yeah, that was classic for sure. Yeah, it was worth every bit of the hangover I had this morning watching that one. So. Yeah, those are so, the good ones. Uh, Soto out to right field. Uh, a and little then, bit of a uh, box play in that. Yeah, outfield. a little Bill Buckner action in right field by the guy for the Brewers right there to bring in that third run. Wow. Fun stat on that guy. That was his first error of the season. That was really? his first error of the season. Wow. And I believe he's a rookie as well. Yeah, and from what I heard on Twitter, he was um, doing a lot of jawing to the Nats fans just the inning before that over there while he was in outfield. So oh, I don't know man. if it's a little karma, karma action. but There you go. Anyways, I'll take it. we got a tough series heading out west of the Dodgers, but – Whatever we got, at least three more that I can watch postseason. So that's right. Yes, sir. That's right. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started real quick. Uh, we're gonna start with our news, and the big news story right now is Vontez Perfect. He is suspended for the rest of the season, including playoffs. So that's twelve games plus. So they were to make the playoffs, however many games they're in the playoffs, which he is currently appealing. Uh, I believe we're getting the uh, this the. Uh, the answer to that appeal, October 6th or October 8th, one of the two days. And I think that's all that's without pay, too. Correct, yeah, he's correct. Yeah, which yeah. is well-deserved. I mean, anybody that saw that hit, obviously, you know, with the, his history as the type of player that he is, I don't think there's many people out there outside of the Raiders organization that can pretty much disagree with that punishment. Oh, no, not at all. Um, and then we also have a little bit of a soundbite from John Gruden. Let's see if we can go ahead and get that played. And we'll have that here in just a second. Um, working on that, but uh, yeah, he is suspended. He's appealing it. His agent said they have appealed. Um, I, I don't think they're going to get anything out of this. It, it, it was one thing when he made the hit in general. It was another thing when he goes off the field smiling and laughing and having a good time about it. And that's, you know, really what probably caught the front office's view more than anything. I mean, not to mention he's got a hell of a history in the past. Right, just going off the field and smiling, just showing that type of demeanor right there, it just kind of shows that this guy um, just doesn't give a F, you know what I mean? That's And there's no place for that in football right now. Yeah, let's see if we can go ahead and get that John Gruden bite uh, locked in. I say anything. I'm, I'm, uh, I've talked to Runyon in the league office. He knows how I feel. It hurts our team really bad. And um, I'm anxious to see what the appeal says. I'm not happy about it at all. And... Um, I don't want to say anything else. I'm uh, obviously upset about it. And that I'm was, not really going to say anything. That was John Gruden, of course, replying to it. Um, obviously, as a coach, you have to kind of have that standpoint. You know, it is through people in the locker room. And that he brought him in specifically. He's the captain on the team. He, he's talked about him specifically bringing that kind of edge, so to speak, to the defense that they haven't had really since they lost Khalil Mack. Um, but I don't think this is what he was looking for at all. 
No, and like you're like you just said, you're not going to really see a coach in a situation like that going to be like, yeah, well, he deserves to be kicked out of you know, you're suspended for the year or whatnot. He's defending his player, but I'm sure deep down he obviously they knew what they were going to get when they brought him in, you know, and that was kind of you know a risk, but to me, well deserved. Oh yeah, um, I, I feel the exact same way as you. The guys, like I said, the history they're going off the field laughing about it. Thank God, you know, Doyle didn't get hurt, but in a situation had he gotten hurt. I mean, do you think there would have been any sort of bigger sort of? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are asking for this guy to get a lifetime ban out of the league, you know. And right. I'll be honest with you, Jayton back when he was in Arizona State in college, you know, he actually fell down deep and far in the draft just because of that. I mean, this this guy has a history dating all the way back to college. So I think that um, now they're actually really making that point that they're not going to put up with any, you know any of that nonsense. So good for the NFL. Yeah. You know, I don't really. You know, Roger Goodell, you know, um, he does a lot of things I don't agree upon with. Uh, but this one, I actually think he made the right decision. Agreed. And in other news that we have going around the league, uh, Goskowski, IR, he is heading yeah. to the IR now. He, he missed uh, an extra point what, last week. He's been missing extra points pretty frequently, actually, to start the season off. And uh, he is hitting the IR, deciding a hip injury. So they brought in. I don't know if you have any information on that, but they did bring in a couple of kickers for tryouts. Yeah, I just saw some nuggets on Twitter today about the injury. I really haven't looked farther into it, but, I mean, could this possibly be the last we ever see of him? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to go that far. It's going to depend. Um, and then to give you an answer on that, they br- are bringing in Kai Forbath and Mike Nugent. Uh, okay. Those are Adam some, okay. All right. Well, there's so, some options out there. Those guys have actually proven themselves in the league, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, like I said, they they ended up having to ha- obviously find an option there with Gostkowski being done. Kind of a blow to the special teams unit with how how great he's been. You know, coming in. I mean, he's pretty much been there what since Vinatieri left. If, yeah, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and he's been nothing but solid for them for the the majority of the way. Um, so hopefully he gets uh, healed up soon and uh, we'll see him back. Right. Uh, going into last week, we had a pretty hectic week last week. Uh, road teams was the story of the week. A lot of the road teams coming away with the victories. A yeah. couple surprises, too. Yeah, some really big surprises. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a um, definitely a different Sunday than we've been used to, kind of, um, to start the season off right there. I think there a lot of teams are starting to show their worth and uh, separate themselves. So. One quick nugget. I'm just seeing this. Um, I wanted to go ahead and share this. Will Smith, the player that was uh, shot and killed in New Orleans, former player for the Saints. Yep. Uh, they will be putting him into the Saints Ring of Honor. Oh, so good for him. He will be inducted into the Saints family. Ring yeah. of Honor, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's not, uh, it's not really – it doesn't bring him back, but it, it no. does honor him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, going speaking of which, going into last week's games, we're going to go ahead and start right from the top. Thursday night football, we had Philadelphia versus Green Bay. Green Bay taking the loss – uh, to, to Philly in that in that game and, and kind of a shocking game and like I said it was road teams getting the victories. I mean the Packers jumped off early, man. I think you know, they were out to a ten nothing start and it kind of looked like they were going to get things rolling. Aaron Rodgers was pretty um, sharp, mm-hmm. but Philly just grinded it out. Carson Wentz, you know, had a really productive game. He didn't throw for uh, a crazy amount of yards, but no. he had no interceptions and three touchdowns. So at the end of the day, comes away with a win. That's all. No that turnovers, man. Yep. As long as you don't turn that ball over, you'll be in every game. That's huge. Yeah, and the big big story of this game was, of course, uh, towards the end, you got the pass interference call. You get the uh, get pretty much lined up on the two. Uh, they do Matt LaFleur puts up four pass plays in a row. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I believe, dropped one of them or maybe two of them trying to catch a one-handed pass. Um, 
And then on top of all that, your best receiver uh, on your team, Devontae Adams, is actually out of the game, who had, up to that point had 10 receptions for 180 yards. Yeah. So you don't have him in there either. I, why don't you think they went to the run game? I don't know, you know, because actually the play before that, I think they got themselves down to the two-yard line. I'm not sure who it was. It might have even been Aaron Rodgers or, or Jones or somebody. Um, actually, you know, got them down there on a decent run. And then, I mean, it's kind of dating back to, like, the Seahawks Super Bowl, like – I don't know, man. I just won't get it. I mean, I'm not an NFL coach. Obviously, they think different than I do. I'm just a high school coach, a defensive <laughs> coach. But I run the ball, man, at least once or twice, man. Or just, you know, I mean, I get it that a lot of people are going to think you're going to run the ball when you're down there on the two-yard line. You want to maybe pass on first because they're, you know, trying to stop the run. But you got to at least give it a shot once or yeah. twice, man, on first and second down and run that ball in and we're that close. I mean, if anything, just to push it forward, put them behind back, uh, Bakhtari and just go. Right, because you know? once you get that close right there, man, you know, that end zone, I mean, you got only 12, 12 yards to work with. You know what I mean? That's uh, like a lot of people don't realize this, that it's a lot easier to get, you know, uh, passing plays from like the 20-yard you oh, know, yeah. up than it is. Once oh, you're yeah. that close, man, you know. It's too tight. I mean, instead of the 11 defenders, man, you're talking about you got 16 because you got that whole – you know the um the whole out of bounds there in the back of the end zone. A lot so. of times, uh, you'll see the coaches they'll they'll uh, bring up really some, tight, some zone really plays tight. and just send them in position because yeah. I mean there's nowhere to go. Uh, you know, and so that that's why the run game becomes so important in the in the red zone. Right. And right. for them not to go for it on the fourth three downs, I understand you have Aaron Rodgers. I understand that, but even so, more to the reason, run the ball. Right. I mean, they're not going to expect it on one of the downs, and I think that's what they're trying to do. They're like. They think we're going to run it on one of these downs. We're going to shove it down their throat four times mm-hmm. with a pass, and we're going to put it in the end zone. And right. unfortunately, it didn't if you want to pass it on way. first, pass it on first, but then run it on second, you yeah, know, or something. vice versa. Set so something know, up right. Just, be- yeah. because it did nothing. It did nothing, uh, and, and it cost, cost them the game. The game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so a good win for the Eagles, though. That was, um, um, yeah, I mean, going into Lambeau on a Thursday night primetime game, big win for the Eagles, big, big bounce win. back win because I think they lost a week before against, uh, I'm not sure who it was, but, yeah. Yeah, big win for them for sure. Green Bay um, was the pick by all of us. We all actually picked Green Bay, so That's we right. took the loss on that one. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get it done on that pick. But, I mean, that that one seemed – I thought they were moving in the right direction. It seemed like Green Bay had it together and uh, – Started off strong and then, yeah. Just couldn't finish. And, unfortunately, that was the story for a lot of teams. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Browns and Ravens. So here's another game. Uh, Ravens at home. Browns come into town, you know, off a bad loss. And you kind of expect them to start falling apart, and and they get together, they get the job done, and they they route the, I mean, they route Baltimore. The score didn't justify how big of a uh, a route this was. It was forty to twenty five, but I mean, fifteen of those points by the uh by the Baltimore Ravens coming late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I mean, me, you, and Matt had a clean clean sweep on that as far as our picks last week. But in the back of my mind, you know. Everybody, I think, was just was kind of waiting to see, you know, like, okay, when is this Cleveland Browns team going to actually show up? Because right. They, for the first three games, you know, they definitely – I know that we never – I wasn't the guy that was on the wagon of, like, hey, they're going to, you know, win their division, this and that. But I was definitely shocked at the start, 0-3. And I think it was just a matter of time before they kind of got things clicking. And Baker looked good. Uh, Jarvis Landry had a hell of a first half or about three quarters until he got hurt. I think he had, what, 180-some yards receiving. And let's take a look at it right now. Jarvis was eight catches eight for, for 167. 167, no touchdowns, but yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Ricky Seal Jones actually get a lot of action too, three receptions for uh, 
82 for yards and a touch. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, as well. He had a good game. Caught all three of his targets that were at him. So yeah. Yeah, and then uh, actually the Browns started one and two, um, not uh, zero and three, mm. because they got that one, the gimme essentially with the Jets. But I can see where you're right. going with that. Right. Um, they definitely haven't really faced any big competition, and this was a big one for them. So they 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 get the Ravens. Uh, Ravens taking really a bad loss. Chubb ran all over them. Um, right. 20 rushes, 165 yards, three touchdowns, which led him to be AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, just an outstanding performance by him, and, and that's kind of what they needed to do. And, and you heard Freddie Kitchens talk about it a little bit. He brings up the fact that you know that's how this offense needs to roll through Nick Chubb and, and, and not through the receivers. And, and it did, it did, and it proved to pay dividends, especially in a tough environment to play against a tough team who just last week was in a shootout with Kansas City to stay undefeated. Right. Right. Yeah, and you know, going to the uh, Baltimore side of that game, Lamar Jackson uh, still kind of efficient, 24 for 34 for 247 yards, three touchdowns, did have two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was actually pretty costly there towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Ingram was a solid, 12 carries, 71 yards. Lamar Jackson on the ground, uh, nine carries, 66 yards. Just um, yeah, I mean, big win for Cleveland. Big you know, win. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know um, – that was a big game for Baltimore. I mean, that's a rivalry game anyways. Uh, a lot of people thought that Baltimore was going to roll over them, but that wasn't the case. So we'll find out. Cleveland goes to San Fran, undefeated San Fran this week. So that'll be that, interesting, That'll be a too. good matchup. It'll be a good matchup. Yeah. It's going to find out who's who's real and who's not. Because I'm not sold on San Francisco yet either, but we'll talk about that later Shortly, for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, again, like you said, we did all pick Baltimore. We all picked wrong. Uh, that was Robbie's lock. Robbie got his first lock wrong, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He's um, not the only one. Nope, nope. He definitely was not, not at all. Uh, going. Uh, uh, the last thing I want to touch on uh, that game is the. Uh, did you see the play with Odell and Humphrey? No, I didn't. No, tell I me didn't. about so, it. Yeah. So uh, Odell um, and Humphrey after the play kind of get a little chippy. Next thing you know, uh, Marlon Humphrey's on top of Odell, choking him right in front of. Oh, him. I did. Okay, well, yeah. I didn't see it, but I saw it. Yeah. On yeah, social yeah, media. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, was it really that blatant? Like it, it was. Like, it was. Yeah. He said he went and spoke to Odell after it, and you know. Did they throw him? Did they, they get a penalty? No, he didn't. He didn't not get even a fifteen penalty, yard not or nothing. Foul, nothing. Really? Uh, and I mean, wow. with the ref right in his face. So it's one of those things we're just kind of moving forward with, obviously, but very odd for the you know them in a in a penalty happy league. We don't see any penalty for that. Right. In the same week, somebody gets. No, I think they're out concentrating for, on too many other small things when they should actually be looking at the big picture. Ain't that yeah. the truth? Uh, next game, uh, New England Patriots Bills turned out to be an excellent game. That was a really good game. It, it I actually very, watched some of the game. Yep, yeah, uh, you watch it. Uh, Josh Allen does leave going into concussion protocol with in what was what was called kind of a questionable hit, um, but he does go out of the game. You get uh, Matt Barkley who came and he didn't do too bad. Nine for 16, 127. He did unfortunately throw a very costly pick. But Frank Gore, seventeen rushes, one hundred nine yards, joins the fifteen thousand yard club. Uh, fourth member, correct? I think he's, I think he's fourth. the fourth all time yep. leading rusher right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, hey, you got to you got to put that guy in the Hall of Fame, man. I'm oh sorry. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no he's, question. He's going so into hard. last year or this year, I was kind of like, ah, but I mean, that's amazing. This guy's what 38, 39 years old right now, putting up numbers like that. Nah, he ain't him. that old, but he's up there. He's yeah. thirty six, I think. Is it but, what it is right around uh, there? Yeah, but, but he's definitely he's got a lot of miles on those legs. Oh though, yeah. Man. yeah, for being a running back, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe he's still in the league. Seventeen carries, one hundred nine, six point four per. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yep. Cole Beasley, hey, showed up a little bit. You he know, did. seven catches for seventy five yards. He was targeted early and often. Thirteen yep. targets in that game. Yep. Uh, but Tom Brady and Co comes out. Tom Brady looked very inefficient uh, for the first time this season, and I expected that sometime in September. We get it in the the last week of September. I was waiting for him to kind of have his quote-unquote bad game in the first month of the year. It's, it's not yeah. too atypical of him. And the Bills were, you know what, the Bills were kind of, you know, um, taking a little page out of Bill Belichick right there, just 
doing like two men rush and coming, you know, uh, corner blitzes off the edge and dropping linebackers. It's kind of making Brady a little uncomfortable. And obviously, that's what you need to do to a quarterback to that extent. So. Yeah. Pre-game, um, uh, McDermott catching uh, Bill Belichick's son and another scout in the field. Uh, yeah, lingering. I heard about that. Yeah, he walked him off the field. I thought it was awesome. I watched it. It was hilarious. It <laughs> yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, – but no, Patriots win. They continue to go undefeated. But Buffalo looked very good in this game. Not a team to take lightly going forward. We'll see about uh, Josh Allen. They're, they're a gritty football team. Man. Buffalo's a team that you got to watch out for. They're one of those teams that you're not going to – you know, those teams, that you don't want to play them. You no, know? you Especially definitely. later on in the year when it gets cold up there in New oh, York. Oh, yeah. Man. That's a gritty football team. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing the second matchup between them and the Patriots. I think it'll be good. And we have no word on Josh Allen if he will play. We probably won't find out until t- towards the end of this week. I think maybe even tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. But, right. but we still haven't found that information out just mm-hmm. yet. Patriots come away with the win, 16-10. We all did take the Patriots in that one, and we all did get the W. Um, going forward, we have – let's see what game I mean, we're we got what, the Chiefs and Lions. Chiefs and Lions. Yep, Chiefs and Lions. And what was a way closer game than I thought was going to be. It was. I mean, let's see here. Looking at the box score, uh, Detroit actually jumped up to a 10-0 lead at, you know, through the first quarter. One thing about Kansas City that I noticed, even the week before that, I think when they were playing the Raiders or what, but where they had that one explosion in the second quarter. I don't know if that was the week before or two where they put up 28 points mm-hmm, in Mahomes. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they just, you know, like, I mean, and it's not a bad problem to have, but they're one of those teams that they can just fall behind and they just know that they're going to have that one explosion of just, you know, the 10 or 8, 10 minutes. And they'll just you know, bring them right back into the ballgame or separate themselves from the ballgame. And uh, they scored 14 in the second, you know, in the fourth quarter. But uh, you got to give it to Detroit. Hey, they played hard football, man. And I don't know what the numbers were there. Let's see. Yeah, up. and those scores, while you're looking that up, they, you know, they they didn't come off Mahomes. He did not throw a touchdown. He did not throw right, an interception. Right. They were off LaShawn McCoy and uh, Daryl Williams, their right. ground game. Who, mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, McCoy had a great game, you know, averaging a little over five yards of rush, 11 for 56. Uh, Daryl Williams really more towards the end zone sort of. Going after it, but only eight rushes for 13 yards, but he did pop in the two touchdowns, which was big for him. Um, Travis Kelsey, no surprise, your leading receiver, although he has been throwing the ball to everybody. I mean, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different players. No, excuse me, nine different players with a reception in that game, and that's what you're going to get from Mahomes, and that's why he's so right. hard to game plan against us because he can throw it to anybody at any time. Right. So you right. kind of got to stay on your toes. Matt Stafford and co, though. Um, Pretty come- good game. He had a good game, uh, 21 for 34, three touchdowns. He had to have a good game. Uh, I mean, carry, John- carry on Johnson. Yep. We got to talk about this kid a lot more, man. He's yes. actually playing, you know, um, Pro Bowl style running back football this year to start the season off. Very efficient, 26 carries, 125 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's he's very good. The only problem with the Lions is, is the turnovers. Um, you, you get uh, what did you have in this game? I know we had some turnovers. Um, what did we not? Uh, I thought. Oh, it looked like it was pretty a clean game played. Let me see here. Any fumbles lost or no? Mahomes, no turnovers. Uh, nope, Stafford, no. clean game. Okay, no. Yeah. Well, the inability to finish drives and hit and get touchdowns is definitely cost them in this game. I can't right. tell you that much. Um, Kenny I mean, Galladay, is, with, you know, that guy's putting, you know, he seems to be the guy there, you know, receiver for Detroit. Five catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns. But I think I saw something. I don't know. Did he get hurt or banged up? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't honestly get to catch a lot of this game. Um, but Chiefs go 4-0. Chiefs go, uh, Detroit's at 2. 
Two one and one, you know. Still definitely alive in that air NFC North, though. Um, right. And because I think, like we were talking about pre-show, that you and I and a lot of people pretty much have them as the bottom dwellers up there in yep. the NFC North. So. Yep. Yep. Now it's kind of looking like it's going to go in a different direction, but uh, right. You know, again, we'll see. It's very early in the division. I at this point, I could honestly looking like make a pretty a, competitive division up there right now. I can make North. a story for any one of them taking the top or bottom of that division at right. this point. It's kind of wide open, for sure. One hundred percent wide wide open, but uh. Kansas City come away away with a win. They remain undefeated. Another week for them and Mahomes and Co. Who are we going on to next? Carolina and Texans, I believe, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Panthers uh-huh. and Texans. Did you get to catch any of this game? No, I didn't. You know, but I was kind of I was keeping an eye on it though. Um, Panthers. I mean, they're, they're not they're not missing Cam Newton as much as. <laughs> So, so dating back to last year, um, they are three and zero with Kyle Allen as their starter in the really? lineup. Now, Kyle Allen didn't throw any touchdowns. He went two thirty two, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, McCaffrey again, another great day. See the way that they're game planning Ron Rivera and Co. The way that they're game planning against all these teams is, is fantastic. Give the ball to your guaranteed given, in which that is uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. He had ninety three yards rushing in the touchdown. He had eighty six yards receiving. And I'm not going to put the comparison out there by any means right now, but. If there's a person that's playing, you know, um, current football player that reminds me of Marshall Falk, oh, yeah. it is a Christian I believe you said no that last right. week as and well. And, I mean, it's just being proven right now. I mean, he's the leading receiver on that team. Ten receptions I mean, on back. ten targets. I know they're yeah. coming out of the backfield, but still, it's impressive. Yeah, ten rece- yeah. Including the one fingertip one that he had to tip twice to catch which and dive for, which is, right. I mean, talk about, you know, playing your freaking I mean, he's out. a workhorse. 27 carries and then 10 catches. I mean, that's 37 touches alone right there. I mean, that's... <laughs> exactly. And that Houston Texans team is no joke. That's not a team you, you just... That's just going to roll over. That's a good win for them. That's right. a fantastic win for them. Right, for Carolina right. especially on the road. Yep. Oh, yeah, and they will be home next week. Deshaun Watson, 21 for 33, 160, no touchdowns, no picks. Um, Hopkins, five receptions for 41 yards, very pedestrian. He had one pass as well for an interception. Um, Hyde was kind of moving, but they, they, they ended up having to go away from the, the run game late. And, 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 and I, in my opinion, it kind of cost them. Duke right. Johnson had a good game as well. Six, I mean, only six runs for 56 yards, 9.3 average. That's, mm-hmm. That's what effective. Kenny Stills, I do, I do know, did come out of the game, um, early, but you're still, I mean, there with Carolina fumbling early on, there was there was opportunities to take advantage of this game, and they did not do it. Um, I, the Texans team are really a, just a hard team to read right now. Uh, Bill O'Brien needs to do something for that offensive line, give Deshaun Watson more time, but also to 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 the defense of that offensive line, Deshaun Watson is holding on to the ball entirely too long now, and I think yeah. it's because he just doesn't know, like there's nothing to go to. He has three great receivers, so right, but it just doesn't seem there's as much separation between those receivers. You know, I don't know if a lot of people are keen or you know that are keen on you know Hopkins to the point where um, you know they're doubling him and the other receivers aren't just getting open or whatnot. But you're right though, he is holding the ball a lot longer than. They like him too. Sure. Which which it landed them six sacks on the day. They were or uh, Watson hit another six times. Just brought down, not including the the pressures and everything else like that 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 you you get with that. It was a pretty even game from time of possession. Both teams had about thirty minutes each. Carolina came up big on the third down efficiency, fifty percent compared to Houston's thirty six percent. Both teams getting about six uh, penalties each. Okay. Yeah. Um, Carolina coming away again with the dub on that one and on that one. We had, I think I picked, I think I was the only one that took Carolina in that game. Yeah, I think you were. I know I didn't. I'm sure I took um, Houston. Um, I'm trying to pull it up real quick from last week. Yeah, um, I was the only one that did take Carolina, so uh, I took the dub on that one. 
Everybody else took an L on that one. Moving forward, what do you got for us? Yeah, we got Oakland at uh, Kansas City. Oakland won that game 31-24. I really didn't watch or catch much of this game, but um, we nice nice win for the Raiders. You know, going, going into Indy, you know, everybody thought Indy was going to be tough, and they are. I mean, by no means. But David Carr was 21 for 31, 189, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, the rookie, you know, continuing to impress. 17 carries for 79 yards with an average of 4.6. As far as receiver-wise. Um, and then, again, you know, with the Panthers game prior and this one, another couple wins on the road for these interpersonal yeah, yeah, wins. That yeah, yeah, road warriors. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oakland, unfortunately, you know, in, in what has been so far a, a pretty decent season, I would say, for them. Two and two is way better than I thought. With all the right stuff now. they had going on with Antonio Brown and all that drama yeah. and the hard knocks, would, it, it, they're in yeah. a good place right now. Unfortunate, it's unfortunate that it was overshadowed by the Vontez Perfect story because they are coming yeah. around, and that that's nice to see. On, on the other hand, you look at the Colts. Um, the Colts are becoming more of a team to me right now that typically play down to their competition. I think this is a game they could have won, and with how they've played to start the season, this was a bad loss at a bad time for them. Jacoby Brissett comes out. He goes 265 for three touchdowns and one pick. Marlon Mack, you could tell the run game didn't really get going. 11 rushes, 39 yards, and while that's over three yards of rush, just, there's there's no stability to that. It, it doesn't seem like nothing was taken advantage of in that part right. or that aspect, and it, it wasn't right. helped to Brissett. Right. Um, you have the the Doyle hit, uh, the Jack Doyle hit. We, we again, we've already discussed that earlier on. Uh, Eric Ebron only getting targeted. Yeah, that's you know, that's one thing I was going to touch on right there. Like he had that one catch for forty eight yards, but, but that was I mean, it. only one target. You know, that's somebody he, that's actually he, no. Hold on, he did he have was five targeted targets five times. So he right. was it, there okay. was some issues. I mean, a couple of them weren't you know weren't on target, but for the most part, they were there were catchable yeah, balls. He needs to be them. involved more in the game. You yeah, know, he's for an them. excellent I mean, player for them. So he's sure. come from Detroit. He's been outstanding. Trust me, I keep a track of these things from the AFC South. Right. Um, and again, that's an unfortunate loss for them because that puts them in this four-team stranglehold in that AFC South. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, that was a bad, bad loss for them going forward. But, uh, you know, we'll see what they do next week. I, I would like to see uh, a little bit more of Mac, but he's got to get involved early and often. And it's going to be about that offensive line. Everybody's been talking about how that offensive line is starting to come together. They didn't really show it in this game, in a game they needed to. And they, they just it, yeah. a good team wins. Right, right. And they got to go on the road to Kansas City. So they're definitely going to have their hands full. So we'll see how they respond. We definitely will see how they respond. Um, and then with the Raiders, um, it, it was just a good win for them. You know, and I... I really hope the the locker room is circled and focused more around that than anything else because this team can catch fire. They can, I mean, while I don't see them winning the West because right. I mean that's Kansas City all, all together. The Broncos aren't looking good. Right. Um, the Chargers the are Chargers. very pedestrian right, right now, so we don't have a lot out of them, you know. And I like Anthony Anthony Lynn as their head coach, and you know Gus Bradley does a pretty damn good job on the defensive side, but they got to get something figured out too. You get Melvin Gordon back. Uh, I, I while I know he's not going to be anything for maybe a couple of weeks because he's got to get going regardless that football of football shape and all that. Exactly. Right. Take yep. some hits. Yep. Uh, Austin Eckler and co they got to, they got to get something. Keenan Allen. He didn't have a whole lot of receptions either. There, there's a lot of bad from that, but right. uh, we will continue to talk about that later as well. Who are we hitting next? Uh, Chargers Dolphins. There you go. Harry, here we yeah, are. Chargers we're Dolphins. Talking about, yeah. Um, this game was close early and uh, you know, the second half came around and the Chargers ended up walking away, but Miami, Hold held up a fight early. Um, they're, I mean, you know, they're, late. they're it's almost like their coaches. That's like, probably hey, that's gonna down. be the story of the season. I mean, these guys are definitely you know they don't have the player personnel that you know most of the NFL does right now. Um, a lot of young guys. You're gonna see them play with a lot of heart in the first half, but the story of the season pretty much is just gonna be them kind of getting worn out in the second half, and that's pretty much what happened on Sunday. And and 
I don't know if maybe the Anthony Lynn, you know, I understand you don't want to look past any opponent and you don't want to take any opponent for granted, but it seemed like Anthony Lynn was trying to incorporate a different type of offense in this. You look at this, Phillip Rivers has an excellent game. He goes 24 for 30. He throws to nine different people, including Keenan Allen, who I talked about, I felt like didn't get enough uh, time because he was five for five. He was targeted five times for five receptions. I wanted to see a little bit more out of him. Um, Eckler, 18 rushes for 60 yards. Uh, again, we didn't have Melvin Gordon play. He was suited up just in case. Uh, he was their backup, but other than that, he didn't touch the field. Um, the Chargers just, I mean, they get the win in a game they should have won, so good job. Uh, but they're going to have to step up the competition a little bit more, I think, going are, forward, based yeah. on what we've seen from the last few teams. I mean, you watch Dallas go in there and beat them up, New England go in there and beat them up. If you want to be part of the that Super Bowl discussion, especially with Philip Rivers waning in the, you yeah. know, in, in the in his career, you got to get a little bit more going for me to yeah, be impressed. And, and you know what? I mean, just um, you're going to see a lot of this trend this year for teams that are playing the Dolphins because they are really down. That it, it's it's kind of hard for players to get up, you know, when you're actually because a lot of players, believe it or not, man, they'd really love to play to their competition. Oh, yeah. They love to play, you know, that big game, that big spotlight game. So when you're going into a game like that. Cross country, your mood sets like, all right, can we just go and get this over with and look forward? You know, you, you kind of look past that. And that's kind of where you're going to see, I think, a lot of these teams are going to, I don't want to call it like practice, but. Well, these are these uh, are the games, the games, this this game, you know, against Redskins, stuff like that. Those those are games that are trap games. They are full-fledged trap games. Will. And if you want to be and a And it will bite team, you in your ass one day, too, when you're going to lose, because the Dolphins are going to be giving, everybody's playing for their jobs in that program right 100%, now. hundred percent. You know, so who they're knows gonna, you're going to get 100% of that team. Who knows who's going to be in that organization next year? Because they might not even have the same staff. Right. I don't right. see their coach. Front office never think could be wiped out. Exactly. Right. It's There's a big market. That's a sexy job for somebody. You know, a lot of draft and coming picks and a lot of draft picks. So, yep. Yep. A lot of guys are playing for their jobs there. They're trying to mimic the Cleveland Browns sort of method to it, um, it with getting just trying to get trying to gather up as many draft picks as possible. So you know we'll, we'll see if it works out for them. But I I just that team man I just. What kind of numbers did they have? I want to look real quick. I didn't even look at the stats. If anybody kind of shined for them or not. Whatever. We can move on to the next one. Man. It's the Dolphins, <laughs> man. Sorry for any Dolphins fans that are listening. It's just not your year right now. Yeah, unfortunately. Trust me, I've been there. Yeah. Um, next game we had was the Giants and Redskins. Speaking of not their year, the Redskins fall to 0-4. They put Dwayne Haskins in and what was just seemed like he a forced bad. call. He, it he, seemed like a forced call. They've been saying for weeks that he's kid's not ready. He did it, not look ready, man. No. I, was, I was actually watching that game. It was um, terrible. Case Keenum looked horrible, too. Yes. I mean, they had no choice but to just try something out in the second half, man. He was missing wide-open receivers, like. That's the worst I've seen Case Keenum look, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell is going on in Washington with that team yeah. right now, but it is just ugly. Very ugly. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins comes in in the second half, goes 9 for 17 for 107 yards, three interceptions. Listen, this kid, there's a good chance he's going to be really – he's a very talented kid. He's going to be probably be a good quarterback in the NFL in the near future, but people don't realize that this guy has only played – 13 football games outside mm -hmm. of high school. All right. Like literally he's only played 13 football games out of high school. So this is a project for them. This, you know, the talent, I mean, the sky's the limit for his athleticism, but he is not ready and you can't throw him to the wolves. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, and I don't, and, and now they're saying I have no idea, they have no idea who's starting this week, so it's just. What's up with Colt McCoy? I think, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to see all three quarterbacks on that roster play before week, like, seven or eight. You At know? this point, yeah. it's just become an open tryout in Washington. Like, that. that's all it is, is 
it's whoever can throw and the ball. And now this Adrian Peterson, you know, a lot of, I mean, the fans are, you know, just calling for him, you know, get rid of him. The stuff they got going on with Trent Williams right now, too, who, um, God knows what that story is. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's on their time. back burner. It, it's bad. It is the worst I've seen the Redskins, and that's saying a lot considering yeah. the da- the Dan Snyder regime has had a bad history. Right. I think a lot of people are calling for Bruce Allen's head. They're going to have to make some major changes up in the front office right there and kind of start this thing over from scratch. Backup running back for the uh, for the Giants has a good day. Stepping yeah. up versus Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, uh, Wayne Gallman uh, right there. Yep. 18 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Danny Jones though. I mean he. Uh, didn't light it up. He did have two interceptions, but you know he did enough to well, he had to do what he had to do to get that he win. He got the W, and that's all yeah. that matters. That's big for that Giants team. Two and two. Two you know, and two. They started life. off zero and two. Everybody thought it was just going to be a um, trash year. And, yeah, and, and I mean they, they've come back from 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 the dead. You know, I yeah. mean, I, they're. I don't see them being a serious threat to Dallas or Philly, but I mean, hey, if you can build some momentum off this season and have something good for this kid to look at going forward, more power to you. I, I hope for the best for him. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and then we're going to have Matt. We're going to discuss some Falcons and Titans football. All right. And we are back. We are back, and we are joined by Matt. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not a whole lot. Figured since you're back, we're going to go ahead and dive into this uh, Tennessee-Atlanta game. Tennessee getting the win 24-10 over Atlanta. Atlanta falling to 1-3. Tennessee advancing to 2-2 on the week. Um, Mariota looking a little bit better, Bobby. What what was your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really catch much of this game. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, The Falcons just, you know, it's one of those teams that's just really talented and you're kind of waiting for them to – you know, just have that explosion and, um, you know, get that, that big win. But it's just – they just can't seem to get things going right now. I was kind of surprised, you know, uh, with them only putting up 10 points. Um, Tennessee, I mean, I mean, they're looking, I guess, a little bit better than people, you know, kind of anticipated. Uh, Mariota had a decent game. It looked like 18 for 27, 227 for three touchdowns. Derrick Henry was efficient on the ground, 27 carries for 100 yards. Uh, wow, that was a big workload too, by the way. And uh, they sp- it looks like Mariota spread the ball around a lot. You know, um, he had A.J. Brown, 94 yards, Corey Davis, 91 yards, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown had the two touchdowns. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's I'm just kind of shocked right now about the Falcons because I don't think anybody anticipated a start to the season like this right now, to be honest with you. No, I had no way had Atlanta looking like this. And But but to go into it, um, you know, Matt Ryan not getting any touchdowns, 397, 35 for 53 on the day. It seems like the run game was just a problem from See, the get-go. That's probably, though, man. You know, like you don't want your quarterback out there tossing that damn thing around 53 times. No. Uh, and it I, looked like Freeman only had, you know, 28 yards on 12 carries. and Right, and they had that one fumble loss in the game, I believe. Was that Matt? Correct me if I'm wrong. That was Matt Ryan that lost the fumble, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you had the one fumble lost by Matt Ryan on that. Um, and with Tennessee, they just seem like that. Like I said, I said it last week. I'm gonna say it again. They're that team that they're just the middle of the road sort of team. They'll win win one week. They'll do an impressive win like this, which being you know that Atlanta is one and one and three right now, or you know they were like one going and two into before, Atlanta, though. That's still an impressive win with a, a very damn good Atlanta team. And I know they, they have some injuries going on and stuff like that. Matt Ryan was passing the ball to everybody, so it seemed like everybody was getting their reps in. Yeah, um, I mean Hooper, it, Sanu, and Freeman, and Julio. I mean 
They just couldn't finish. It's that run game, man. I mean, you got to have a run game. They just finished. And Derrick Henry, you know, on the opposite side, you see what happens when you do have a run game. They give him the workload. Right. Like you said, 27 rushes. He gets 100 yards in the day. Not the greatest of, of looks, but. Three yards in a cloud three of dust, yards, though, man. Yes, you know? 3.5, and yeah, you're, you're all right with me. Yeah. That's a yep. first down every every day of the week. So then you had A.J. Brown, who looked really impressive. I, 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 liked, I like what they got with him. Um, as long as they have a quarterback that's going to keep it accurate and keep it consistent, I think he'll be fantastic. Uh, Matt, what's your thoughts on the game? Oh boy, oh man, uh, doesn't look good for my guys here, man. Uh, I am really, really disappointed in this team. Uh, I'm actually really disappointed in Dan Quinn and yeah. the, the coaching stuff. I was going to let you touch on that. I knew you had a lot to say about that. We talked in the weekend about it. Yeah, I mean, as a as a fan uh, of Falcons, uh, I, I think Dan Quinn might be on his way out. Uh, we have a tough schedule here the next three weeks. I mean, we have we're going at the Texans. We got at the Saints. Uh, we play the Rams. The Seahawks are coming up. Those are all going to be really tough games. And as of right now, I don't <laughs> I don't see us winning them. Um, our defense is Swiss cheese right now. I mean, I know we lost Keanu Neal again for the year, but that I mean, losing people lose one player on their defense every year. That that's nothing. Out of the Next ordinary, his injuries happen. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not even going to put it on him. Um, Matt Ryan looks—he's trying too hard, is what it looks like to me. He's trying way too hard. Uh, yeah. He's trying to force passes. He's holding on to the ball too long. Um, we just don't look cohesive, and we can't even put together a, a quarter of football yet, let alone four quarters of football. Um, I mean, like you said, Bobby, I mean, and I think Wes said it too. I mean, Matt Ryan throwing it 53 times, you know, you know, yeah. Matt Ryan's not a bad quarterback, but when any quarterback throws it 53 times, there's something too going... one, too one dimensional, man. You can't be yeah. these days in these game in this game. Yeah. And so we put all this, you know, off season, you know, our two first round picks, uh, we signed two guards in free agency to, to restack up this offensive line and get some depth. And it's not providing uh, – it's just not providing the depth. I mean, everybody's getting injured. Um, you know, yeah, it's next man up, but when you're starting six, seven different offensive line combinations four weeks into the season, it just it's, – it's not a good formula. Um, defense needs to tighten up. Offense needs to tighten up. I mean, they, I could go on and on and on. I don't want to take all day yeah. here. Um, no, yeah, but- one of these trends that I see, though, with the Falcons so far this year is it's like they seem to dig a hole really early in the game. Tennessee got 14 first quarter points and 10 in the second quarter, and then you guys shut them out in the second half. But, you know, you need to start strong. You know, eventually you get, you know, like like get your crowd into it, you know, get the players into it. It just doesn't seem like they, they're jumping on people early, you know, building that early lead and then uh, giving it up. It just kind of seems like they're just starting off slow. I don't know. Is that the case? You would know you watch every game pretty much so. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely the case. I mean, I believe this year we're, we've been outscored 70, I want to say 72 to 10 in, in just the first quarter alone. Yeah, yeah, that's not um, a recipe for success right there. Yeah. No, not at all. And, it, and then we come out, you know, we go down by seven points or 10 points, and then it's Matt Ryan putting the team on his back, and he's just he just hasn't looked the same. I'm wondering, actually, if there's something else going on with him. Because he just he looks off, man. He looks really off this year. Right. Been inaccurate, um, holding the ball too long. The picks. It's just there's so many different things. 
It's rough, man. I, I think we can turn it around. We've been the second-half teams under Dan Quinn for the most part. Uh, we just got to get started in these games earlier. That's that's probably the biggest takeaway is we got, we got to start these games and, and go down the field and get seven every time. We can't be yeah, – At least the majority you know. of the time even. you know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with Dan Quinn going forward, but I agree with you. I'd say he's one of maybe two or three coaches that are really sitting on the hot, seat, right on the hot right seat. He's right. not the first one, but he's definitely up there on the list. That's for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's I'm top sure three lot, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people in Atlanta right now are also calling for – you know, um, I'm not going to say right now calling for a change or whatnot, but are definitely starting to question um, – the coaching there, you know, in the situation definitely like that. Definitely starting to talent. question. Yeah. Definitely starting to question that for sure. I don't think it's too early. I don't know if it's panic mode yet, but, you know, we're kind of, what, quarter of the way through the season right now. It's. Um, I mean, one or like two more losses. I mean, yeah. we're, we're out of it. Yeah. We're gone. So, and, it, you know, right you guys there. can make a big statement right here. Like you said, with the uh, upcoming schedule that you guys have next four or five games, uh, it's pretty make or break. We got to lock in, man. Lock in. Moving on to the next game, we had uh, Seattle going to Arizona and getting the W in the desert. Uh, they take the win in that one, 27-10. to 10. Uh, You had Russell Wilson who came out. He went 22 for 28, very efficient, 240, and a touchdown did his job. And he was able to do that job because Chris Carson had a great job, a great run game, 22 rushes, um, 104 yards, 4-7 average. That, that's all you can ask for. Will Disley, the silent hero on that team. Uh, University was, of Washington boy. Yeah, he was, Husky. he was big last year, actually. And yep. the reason I know that is because I had him in fantasy, believe it or not. But uh, he, he's been big for that team, and I think – He's a better option for Russell Wilson than Jimmy Graham was, and I don't. Yeah. I know it sounds a little crazy, but that's that's just I think fact to me, and I don't think Jimmy Graham's really been the same since he was in he's, New Orleans you know, anyway. I, and I can give you a little nugget on him because he's one of my you know my Huskies, and as a matter of fact, he was recruited as a defensive lineman out of high school, and uh, we transferred him into a wide receiver. But he gives you more of that blocking aspect as a tight end right there, which actually opens up your passing game a little bit too because it makes him very unpredictable. When you have a person like Jimmy Graham out there, you kind of know that he's more of like a receiver type guy. So when you have Disley that's actually you know down on the line in his stance you know, and then coming out of routes from there kind of makes it you know very unpredictable. Is he going to go down and block? Is he going to zone block? Or is he going to chip and go out as a receiver? But very impressive start for Will Disley, and that's a heck of a weapon right now so far for um, Russell Wilson. Seems to be targeting him a lot, too. He does, yeah. And it's an option for Russell Wilson when he's on the move when that offensive line isn't helping him out real well. It, it gives him a lot of options, uh, just moving the ball around. I like the Seattle team so far. Um, the Saints' loss, in my opinion, was a bad loss. I don't. I think that's a job you got to get done in Seattle with a backup quarterback coming into town and, again, traveling cross-country. That's a win you have to have and, and you know, Hats off to the Saints for getting that job done, but if you're uh, Pete Carroll and Co., that's that's you know going you know in a division where you have an undefeated team still in San Francisco now whether they're real or not it's kind of irrelevant, but they have them they have the Rams still in there. I know Arizona's not anything right now, but those top two positions, I mean, it, it's gonna be hard to get by them. You can't sacrifice any games. There's no Legion of Boom anymore up there. You, no. you got to get the job done and and, right. and get the W and. Especially in the ones that you, at home. I mean, the, for how much they talk about that stadium being home field advantage to not get it done is a very big disappointment to me in my eyes. Right, I agree. Um, yeah, but uh, Seattle again does they look good in that game? Kyler Murray very pedestrian. I didn't really. There's no. I don't really have any big notes for him right now. For this, he's the only QB right now that has started a game that has was drafted last year that has not won. Yeah, I mean, he's got the one tie where he came back down by 18 in the right. second half. But you're right. I mean, it's I, I didn't really expect much out of him coming no. out as a rookie starting, you know, from day one. Looks, I think he's going to be good down the road. Don't get me wrong. Um, but 
Yeah, like you say. I mean, I don't really don't know really what to say about it, man. Kind of what I maybe kind of what I expected type thing. You know. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way about it. A lot of what I expected out of it. I'm hoping for better from him going forward, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, the craziest game in my opinion of the week, uh, the Rams and Buccaneers <laughs> game. What a game that one was, man. You're kidding me? Yeah, they yeah they killed my parlay this week too. By the way. <laughs> The stat yeah. lines, I mean, you look at the stat lines, they're just jaw-dropping. You watch, like, First of all, Jared Goff throws the ball 68 times, over 500 yards for 517, two touchdowns, three picks, and he also had, I believe, a fumble that was scooped by uh, Sue for six. So that kind of oh, cost him. Oh, the Sue score? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah there was Dominic so much Sue going on in that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Man, you know, it was every so. two minutes something was going right. on. A high-scoring game. Jameis Winston looked actually very good. I mean, his completion percentage was not the best, but he did throw for 385 and four touchdowns. I mean, that, no, that, pick, no picks or one, one pick. He did have. That's not bad for Jameis. I mean, hey, he stepped up the last couple weeks. Godwin, Chris Godwin goes from being questionable start to getting uh, 12 receptions for 172 yards and tw- uh, two touchdowns. I mean, fantastic day for him. He definitely headlined the day out out there in uh, California. That that team looks good right now. What um, a win for Tampa, man! I huge. mean, I think they put up the most points in franchise history right there. Yep, going it was. Who would have thought? You know, High score game thought. in franchise history. No, I, I definitely would have. Bruce Arians, I, I, I like I said before, he's going to get that team under control, but it's just not going to be this year. I think he'll he's going to find out what he's got in Jameis Winston, and and they're going to make that decision going forward because they're coming up close to having to pay the guy uh and you with the oc and we talked about a pre-show they have byron Leftwich as their oc they have two really yeah. big quarterback coordinators on their squad this is the best james winston's gonna get if he can't succeed in this play system he's not gonna succeed anywhere else so as Leftwich, is this his first year as an yes. oc over there yes. right now okay yep. that so, might be what james needed right there i don't yep. know who the OC him and arians, him and arians, arians right yeah there. Uh, right. well he had dirk cutter there last year and he obviously wasn't doing really anything from a head coaching perspective but yeah, um, Arians, who worked with Leftwich when he was in Arizona, Leftwich was the QB coach there. Uh, had a lot of high praise when he was over there. Ends up coming over to Tampa Bay. You know, when Arians gets hired, he lo- you know he wanted him. He gets um, uh, I'm not I'm missing his name right now. The the former New York Jets coach, head coach. Oh. Uh, anyways, Some, somebody yeah, help. Anyway, as their defensive yeah, coordinator. Balls. Yeah, Todd Bowles. Bowles thank that's you. Right. Thank yep. you. Thank yep. you. Yep. Yeah, uh, as their defensive coordinator, I like what they have, the direction they have that team in. I don't. While I don't think they're going to be, you know, breaking up wins every week, I think they're starting to straighten that ship out. They haven't righted it yet, but they're starting to straighten right. it. Right. Right. So hopefully they can get some consistency off this. This is a huge win going on to the West Coast. So hopefully we keep that momentum going forward. And if you're if you're a Rams fan, there's a little bit of cause for concern with that defense right there, man. You got you know obviously the Aaron Donalds, the Marcus Peters, the Eric Weddles, uh, Keep Talibs, um, you know, Clay Matthews, Corey Littleton, who was a Bauer Pro Bowl there last year. I mean, wow. I mean, <laughs> Michael Brockers, uh, give him 55 up, you know, against the Bucks uh, at home. Can't yeah, that it. was uh, that was unexpected. Completely, yeah. completely unexpected. Good job for the Bucks, man. I know that by a couple of my guys, co-workers down here, us being in Florida, are Bucks yeah. fans, and they were smiling Monday morning. Oh, I bet they were. I bet yeah. they were. Uh, unfortunately for you, that was a lock for your Yeah, I'm out. Up, yeah, yeah that was the lock. my lock. Yeah. Uh, Matt earlier had the uh, Indianapolis Colts as his lock of the week. He took the L on that as well, and then we talked about uh, Robbie. He had his lock as the Baltimore Ravens and also got All the right, lock All right, so, I mean, we're going to continue this, I guess, but West, uh, how many weeks? Uh, we're in week Five, so we're, it lasted five weeks for we'll, one person. We'll see. We'll, see. we'll, we'll talk we about it. We haven't got there yet. Right, we'll right. get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Come on. We'll, 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 we'll get there in a minute. Uh, moving forward, though, uh, Minnesota-Chicago, low-scoring game, 16 Chicago, 6 Minnesota in a game where they lost uh, the Chicago Bears, that is, lost their starting quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, to what appears to be multiple weeks. Matt, did you catch this game? 
Uh, I cut my eye on this one. Uh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't in on every play. Of course. Uh, Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, just from him being at his time in Washington and everything else, as everybody would say, oh, yeah, he's just a stat filler. Uh, if you really pay attention to his game, blah, blah, blah. Well, look at him now. I mean, he's on a team that's that's pretty stacked on both sides of the ball. And he, he, he can't get it done. Now, whether that's play calling or, you know, something else is going on there, who knows. But, I, I mean, 16-6 to 6 when you have Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph, it's kind of like the Falcons, man. It's like, how you know, how are you scoring 6, 10 points in a game when you have all these weapons? And don't get me wrong, right. the Bears' defense is really good, really good. Best yeah, but yeah, like you say, Stefan Diggs and Dalvin Cook. I mean, those guys are both elite players at their position. And, oh yeah, um, right. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then again, you have Mitchell Trubisky coming out to the to the shoulder injury. In comes uh, Chase Daniel. What's the pro? Yeah, what's the progress on uh, Trubisky? By the way, uh, what are they saying? It's multiple weeks. It's multiple weeks. What it is? Okay. It's it's multiple weeks. He's going to be out. So you're going to see Chase Daniel come in. And what I've heard from a lot of people close to Chicago is. This isn't the worst thing in the world. You're going to see what you get outside of a Trubisky-led offense. Um, and for all you know, respective purposes, Chase Daniels did fantastic. He did what he needed to do. He went out there. He didn't lose the game, and he let the Bears' defense win it. And that's that's all you need to do on that team. It reminds a touchdown me. pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He threw a touchdown pass, 195 yards. I mean, fantastic completion percentage, over 60%. You know, it it without a really effective run game because I mean, David Montgomery, twenty-one rushes for fifty-three yards, it's just not going to get it done. But uh, uh, Chase Daniels went in there and got the win, so it was a good win for them. It was a bad look for the Vikings. Bad look after the game. Adam Thielen talking kind of without saying it, saying you know, Kirk Cousins needs to bomb the ball more because I'm open down there and you're not getting it to me. Although I will say he was targeted six times and only could catch two of them. So. Yeah, and it's interesting to see uh, what that Mitchell Trubisky thing. Uh, I mean, quick question for you guys. Uh, yeah. uh, so two weeks from now, say Mitchell Trubisky misses, you know, two weeks or so. Chase Daniel wins the next two games. Do you do you think they ride out Chase Daniel or no? No, they'll they'll bring back Trubisky. They they have so much invested so? in him. They jumped. I mean, they jumped above Watson and Mahomes to get him. They are invested a hundred percent in this guy. They have to prove yeah, him they, right. They like him a lot. I I kind of got to go with Wes on that. I don't think they. And it, yeah. it kind of is a, it works both ways for him too because if, if he you know comes back in and starts succeeding great we're winning if if he comes back in and fails then we know we don't have our our future at quarterback and we can look at the draft board we've now moved up in the picks basically he's helped helped us get him out of town for all intensive purposes so I, I you know I'm putting him back in if it's me I'm putting him back in you know if we're talking if we're talking Kyle Allen Carolina if we're talking uh, Nick Foles in Jacksonville maybe we're having a different conversation I, I we're not there yet that's too far down the road but in this particular situation I'm going back to Trubisky okay um so moving on for that game great win again for Chicago we have uh, Denver and Jacksonville. So the Denver yeah, Jacksonville Yeah, obviously game. we'll let Wes take the, so, take the lead on this one. Oh, but yeah. so good this, game, though. That was, was an entertaining game. game to watch. It was, it was a yeah. very fun game to watch. Now, if you watched it from the first half coming in, there was a couple of big storylines, um, the big one being that the, the Broncos defense, no sacks, no takeaways. Um, they did end up getting sacks, and they got a bunch of them in the first half, up to five sacks they had. Von Miller getting, his, getting a couple in the first half and marking his 100th sack in his career. Um, Chubb getting back there, unfortunately getting hurt late. Ter- uh, partial tear of his ACL. He is That's done for tough, the year. Tough break right there for them. Very really tough. tough. Yeah, they also have been having issues issues with Derek Wolf, who's been suffering injuries, and their cornerback, their whole secondary is ravaged. 
Um, but anyway, they get out to a big lead early on. They're up 17-3. It goes to 17-6 at halftime after a Lambeau field goal. In second half, Gardner Minshew comes out and just absolutely becomes Mr. Precision. Leonard Fournette all of a sudden can <laughs> run the ball. I mean, big boy went out Boy, there and did it. I'll tell you what. He like there were, he looked like the best running back in the NFL that game. I mean, current, at that time, the way he was running that ball with authority, I mean, that's a guy I remember from LSU. And last week on the podcast, I discussed it as well, that the, that the focus of the offensive staff this week was, you know, last week, was to get the running game going and to potentially be moving around offensive line pieces to figure out that one. And it seems that they found a good combination because right. he got over 200 yards, the most rushing yards since 2000 when Fred Taylor got it. Uh, that's the last time they had a 200-yard running back was in in 2000. 7.8 yards a carry too. Yep. Yeah. Well, one of you know he had a couple of big big runs in the game, uh, but the man did not want to go down. He looked like what we signed him to. He looked like his rookie season. You know, it, it, so hopefully that can continue. Gardner Minshew though leads the late drive to bring Jacksonville back into it. Um, he gets him in on a play where he avoids about six or seven tackles on the offensive lineman. If you haven't looked, seen it, go look magic, it up. It's man. it's it's an Mitchell amazing magic. play. Finds Raquel Armstead, the rookie running back in the back of the end zone for yeah. his first career touchdown. Um, so that that gives him the lead late. Then Denver goes down fairly quick. You know, it was a great drive by Flacco. Finds Cortland Sutton in the end zone, so they take the lead back. Um, then Gardner Minshew coming back out gets drilled on the first play. What looks like what hurts his leg. Jacksonville almost calls a timeout, but lets it go because you know he's kind of waving him off. And then goes out there and leads the game-winning drive for Lambo to pin it in. And in what was not an easy kicking game either, because the the kick, uh, the game-winning kick and the kicks throughout that game, 22 mile an hour is in Josh Lambo's face. So a hell of a kick by Josh Lambo, a hell of a game to watch. Uh, this is the team I really liked and I expected to see. Um, the defense definitely needs to clean it up a little bit. They allowed uh, Joe Flacco to have his best game of the season, 22. How'd Allen look though? He was quiet. Um, he, he was getting back there. He was causing problems. But if you're looking at it from a statistical point, you're not going to see a whole lot. But he was he was back there. You know, he he was trying to get you know what he could. We didn't really get a whole lot going on defense, so that's kind of a problem sack wise. You didn't see any sacks. Um, Ronnie Harrison had a great game out of Alabama though. Um, he started yeah. to step really into his own as the uh, as a safety back there, and he's looking really good. Played every snap. Him and Gerard Wilson, or excuse me, Jared Wilson played every snap. Looked fantastic. Great comeback win for Jacksonville. Keeps them in the hunt in the AFC South, which is a four-way dogfight right now. Uh, any team you could really make a conversation for, even Tennessee to an extent. Just you know, it, it, For them, it's more consistency within, than anything. But with Jacksonville, everything's looking good right now. Um, and then if you, the next question, tough I'm probably going to – Tough loss for the Broncos. Tough, man. tough they loss. Probably and this played is their the fourth game, of game the year. In a row, fourth game in a row that they've had this happen to them. They, they can't catch a break. And they probably played, you know, overall maybe their best game of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really mm-hmm. quote on that. You know, at home, desperately in need for a win and just to have uh, <laughs> their hearts broke. You know, um, they've had some tough losses. What was the one, the uh, last the second Chicago, field goal, the Chicago, the Chicago game? And yeah, that was with the questionable it. roughing the passer call. We had another one in this game, the, too. Another questionable yeah. roughing the passer on Gardner Minshew, which gave him a critical 15-yard first down late in the game. Yeah. And discipline coaching, man. That's uh, that well, could be, you know, uh, uh, coaching front office. I mean, that's discipline right there. You man. can discipline also needs to be figured out on the Jacksonville side. You had over uh, over 100 yards and penalties once yeah. again. That's a big issue with them right now. If they can get that settled out, they'll be a pretty damn good football team. But until yeah. they can get that figured out and get. If they can keep that running game going, it's going to open up a lot of possibilities for Gardner Minshew, and we're really going to see what he's going to be able to do. But good luck for him. Um, nominated for Rookie of the Week for this is the third week in a row. He's won it the last two weeks, so we'll see if he gets Rightfully it again. So. Uh, 
my number one rookie right now, NFL.com's number one rookie of the year in the standings right now, which is fantastic. I like hearing that he's doing good out there. Sixth round pick, too. Yep. So good win for Jacksonville. Uh, Moving from me to you. And uh, before we do that, I will say I did have them as a lock. I made the lock on Jacksonville. I've been yeah, on my team, and I got it. Right there, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I picked Denver in that game. I thought Denver was due for a win, and yeah, they, I, almost, I, I, they almost think, got it. But yes, they did. And yeah. My biggest point on that game was was actually Jacksonville's offensive line. I know they had they five were fantastic. Sacks, but I in mean, the second you look half. at these rushing numbers. Right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. But I mean, you look at these rushing numbers. I mean, four net. Talk about, I mean, that's some beast mode stats right there. 225, 7.8 average. That's wild. And oh, yeah. Even, uh, yeah, he Armstead, was running hard, man. Like Eight for 42 and with a 5.3 average. So it was just that the yeah, line. He looked man, like a mutant out there, man. That's the four net I like, man. Yeah. yeah we'll see if great. they can keep their momentum going. They've got Carolina in Carolina next week. Um, moving from my game to your game, Bobby. Uh, Dallas at New Orleans. Let's let's hear about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I stayed up. Ugly game on both sides. Just an ugly game to watch. Yeah. I mean, the final score, Saints won at home 12-10. I knew it was going to be a tough game going in. But, you know, to lose a game by um, not getting, you know, holding your opponent to no touchdowns and four field goals. And um, it's tough to play in New Orleans. I get it. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is um, a decent quarterback, as we all know. But the offense just shut down. I have no idea. Saints do have a definitely do have a good defense. I'm not really going to talk much about this, man, because, uh, I mean, Zeke, 18 carries, 35 yards right. for 1.9-yard average. He did get his lone touchdown, but that is probably the lowest he's ever had. I don't know in the NFL, but lowest in college, lowest in high school and all that. He's never had a game like that <laughs> that I've ever seen, man. It was so frustrating, man. But, One thing I wanted to ask you about in this game, now, we, we had an injury to uh, Tyron Smith, right? Yeah, they're saying high ankle sprain right now, but you know how those things go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, oh, yeah. and, and I mean that's that was a key factor. But oh yeah, for me from the get go, man, it was just um, it was just one of those games. I wasn't really confident going in. I did pick them. Um, I knew it was going to be a tough game. You know, we beat them last year. I know they had a little chip on their shoulder. Um, just nothing could get. Hey, defense played good. Uh, you know, I give it to the defense. I was really impressed with our linebackers. They played really well. Um, D line was looking, you know, pretty stout up front. Um, just the offense couldn't just not get going. I mean, Prescott's numbers were, let's see, Dak was, you know, 22 for 33, 223. Hey, I mean, it was just one of those games. All I can say is that, um, you're going to have a couple of those during the year. Um, hopefully we step up next week and we got a big one against Green Bay, but, um, just a horrible game, man, to watch, man. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're kind of waiting the whole game to, all right, when are we going to click? When are we going to click? When are we going to click? And it just never happened. Kept As long as, you know, we, you know, um, kept the crowd, New Orleans crowd in the game, that was it. So, whatever. I'll let you guys talk about this. <laughs> I, I kind of want to forget this one, you know, and well, uh, look think, on it next week. But, yeah, you, man, whatever. I think I'm you over covered it, it pretty well. I think you covered it pretty oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's a win that Dallas needed to get to kind of cement them as the as a front runner in the NFC. Unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. We'll see what they do next week. I'm not looking too hard into this game, although what I will say, they did do a statistic on ticket spot, and 51% of ticket spot were Cowboy fans. So Cowboys did have the home field advantage yeah. to an extent. To yeah. an extent. Let's not let's say now let's not say just the fans make the difference there. I mean, there's a lot of factors going on. But uh, unfortunate game for Dallas. We'll see what they can do going forward. It looks like so they finally have a formula for Kel, uh, Kellen Moore's offense. So we'll see if yeah. other teams can build yeah, off of that. Yeah, you know, one thing about that is, like, I didn't see one RPO. I was texting all my buddies, like, all the first three games of the year, Kellen Moore was dialing up this RPO with Dak. I don't even think – what did he run for? I mean, Dak ran – 
He had one carry. He had well seven attempts, one carry for seven yards. Yep. Or, no, one yeah, carry one carry for seven, for seven yards. yards. Yeah. So I mean, that's not the deck that we've seen in the first three weeks. I didn't see any RPO. I saw Zeke to the left or Zeke to the right. I never saw him. You know, very vanilla. In the pistol right very there in vanilla. the back. It was very vanilla. Yeah. So we'll see. Only uh, only one way to go after that performance is up. So. We'll see what happens Sunday. Last game of the week, and we're going to touch on this one really quick. Uh, Pittsburgh, Bengals. I didn't watch it. A very game, big. It was a snooze fest. It, there, not a whole lot going on in the game. Um, you had Andy Dalton, twenty-one for thirty-seven, hundred seventy-one yards, and in a, in a interception. I believe John Ross is done for the year, though. I believe he did sustain an injury. He's with, on the IR right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know uh, what designated the, to return. Uh, I don't. No, I I can't quote you on that. Okay. But yeah, he is on the IR, but I'm not sure. I don't think they've clarified whether it's if. You know, if he's going to be in a season-long IR, they're going to try to bring him back. I don't think they've clarified that. Yeah, I don't yet. even know what what kind of injury you suffer. I don't even know what it was. Is it I I think a labrum or something? I think it was yeah. something with his leg. I, I'll be yeah. honest with you, I'm not too sure. I just kind of saw the quote real quick, but and, and I thought that I saw something about him. Unless being you were, unless you're a Steelers or a Bengals fan, man, I don't think a lot of people caught that game. Mason last Rudolph, night, good job getting a win. Um, he had a good game, 24-28, and two touchdowns. Um. Connor, I think, had a couple of good catches and had like a 22-yard touchdown yeah, catch, too. Yeah, he did. He did. He had a fantastic game. Eight receptions, 83 yards, a touchdown. Ten rushes, though, for 42 yards. I'd mm-hmm. like to see the run game get a little bit more active. I mean, you had Jalen Samuels who came in. He looked. He had a couple pops right off the bat, but other than that, not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot to get out of the game in general. But um, that finishes up the recap of last week's games. Uh, all three of us finished with a losing record. Actually, the only one with a winning record from last week was Robbie, who came in as a guest uh, guest predictor analyst. Yeah, he, went, he, he went eight and seven and lost his lock. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you went six and nine, lost your lock, and finished. You're right now. You're thirty five and twenty eight. Uh, my lock yeah. won. Uh, I went seven and eight and have a thirty three and thirty record. And then Bobby's still leading the way, thirty eight and twenty five. But your lock did take the loss. You had uh, the L A Rams. So what did I go for the week last week? Uh, you went seven and eight. Seven, seven and eight. Seven? Yep, oh. seven and eight. You matched it. That last one. Um, we're gonna continue the locks going forward. We're just gonna keep a running tally of the overall record. You know, you know, right. we'll just go from there with that and. It was fun. I, I'll take a, a, a W in the morale uh, section yeah. of that, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see going forward if I can keep it up. Um, so let's go ahead and go into next week's games. Uh, we're going to start with the Thursday night game. We have Carolina at Seattle going on the road with 12th. Yeah, Car- oh, I'm sorry, L.A. Rams. Excuse me, L.A. Rams. Yeah, the Rams at Seattle. Rams, uh, that's a that's a yep. pretty close game right there. Seattle's yep. at home, fair by one and a half. What you got, Wes, on that? So in that game, I was looking at it uh, early on, and I, I wanted to pick the Rams, but after what I saw last week, I, I'm not too comfortable with that decision. I actually ended up going Seattle. I think this is going to be a big statement win for them, a divisional matchup that they need to pull off. Russell Wilson, um, I think, is going to you know spearhead a lot of this, look for Disley getting involved early. If they can get Carson involved as well, they'll have a great game. It's just going to matter how that offensive line holds with Aaron Donald. I think they're already planning on – losing that battle and how they can get it, uh, Russell Wilson out of the pocket and, and set up passes downfield. Uh, but I'm going to take the the uh, Seattle Seahawks in that one. It's going to be a close one. It's not going to be anything like the shootout that the Rams saw last week. Give me 21-20 Seattle. Okay. Yeah, we're kind of similar on our picks right there. Um, night game, prime time at CenturyLink. I just think that um, it's going to definitely be a close game. I just think Seattle's just going to prevail there towards the end, maybe a late field goal to win it. I got Seattle winning 26-23. All right, yeah, no, this one's going to be a close game for sure. Uh, I have a really hard time picking this one, um, but I'm actually going to go with the Rams in Seattle. Nice. Um, yeah, I got them winning 23-20. 
The Rams taking the win for Matt, Bobby, and West. Anytime, anytime you got a division matchup right there, man, it's, I mean, it's definitely going to be an entertaining game, I think. It is. I'm, I'm actually – this is one. Of, this is going to be one of the more fun yep. Thursday night games to watch for sure. Yep. Um, next matchup, we have the 0-3 Jets at the 2-2 two two Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Eagles coming off a win versus Green Bay with the extended time off. The Jets coming off their bye week. Um, starting out 0-3, still no Sam Darnold with mononucleosis. Bobby, what's the spread? Yeah, Phil, that's one of the biggest spreads of the week. It's uh, 13 and a half. Philadelphia's favorite at home. What you got? Yeah, so I, <clears throat> you know what the Jets? And they're gonna. I think they're gonna struggle. Philadelphia is definitely one of the you know the better teams um, right now currently in the NFC. Um, I think it's just going to be too much for the Jets to go into Philadelphia and take that win. I don't really don't see this one being that close, to be honest with you. I got Philadelphia winning 31-16. to 16. All right, Matt, what you got? Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page with Bobby there. I, I don't see the Jets having too much of a chance, especially being in Philadelphia. Uh, I, had the, I had the Eagles winning this one uh, 27-14. Yeah, I'm taking Philly also. Um, I took Philly as my lock of the week, too. Um, they will be my lock, and it is going to be in a landslide victory for them. I'm going to take them 35 to nothing. Okay. With the goose egg. Yeah. With the goose egg. Moving on from there. Action. We have the two and two Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Carolina to play the two and two Carolina Panthers. What do we got for a spread? Yeah, Carolina at home, um, favored by three and a half points. Matt, go ahead and take this one. I'll do the last one. All right. Uh, this one's going to be tough for the Jaguars. Um. I mean, I think just Christian McCaffrey is having an MVP type season. I mean, he's just going off him. It's ridiculous. And and rushing. Yeah, it's it's really insane how how well he's playing. Um, Yeah, no, this one's actually, I I think it's going to be a good game, though, with Kyle Allen still starting at quarterback, it seems like here. So I I had the Jaguars going into Carolina and taking this victory. Uh, They looked really, really impressive last week. And I think they're just going to get after Kyle Allen with uh, Clayus Campbell and, and company there. So I got the Jags winning this one. Uh, it's going to be twenty-one to what did I have? Twenty-one to thirteen Jaguars. Okay, yeah, um, I'm kind of going opposite with Matt on this one. I just think Carolina might have a little something going on right now. Um, they, they seem like they're kind of hot. Christian McCaffrey is just an absolute monster right now. I don't know if you're on uh, Matt, but I actually made a comparison. And by no means am I even saying that he's there yet, but this guy is the closest person that's currently playing football to Marshall Falk in the NFL right now. I mean, this kid is just a receiver and running back. I mean, it's kind of like he gets split touches at running back and at receiver. So very hard to defend. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going uh, Carolina in this one, 24 to 17. I think it's going to be um, uh, definitely a close game. I think that um, Minshew is going to come back late and try to have a late little rally. And then, um, Fall short. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jacksonville. I got to ride with the hot hand. Minshew's looked fantastic. Allen looks great too on that Carolina side, and you're definitely gonna see a lot of McCaffrey. Our weaknesses typically are tight end and running backs. Uh, that's where you see a lot of the yards go up. I mean, if you look last week, Fant had a great, uh, you know, he had a touchdown against us uh, in that Broncos game. I looked at Olsen to have another decent game. He didn't have one a whole lot last week, but uh, I look for him to kind of break out again and have a good game. Uh, I think the defense will get back there and get to Allen, give him a little pressure, look for a lot of blitzes often early with Allen Campbell um, and Gakwe all rushing in. Uh, it's looking like we're probably not going to have Jalen Ramsey back issue still lingering or whatever you want to call it. I'm is gonna that say, a legit injury? Or I think it is. I think it is because, yeah. uh, again, Jalen snapped a pretty impressive streak. It was the first game he ever missed in his life last week, it, high school on. 
He hadn't missed one previous. Right. So I, I don't think he's that type of person. Plus, per Adam Schefter, it looks like he will not be getting dealt this year. So if he chooses to hold out, you know, then then so be it. He's not going anywhere. Right. Um, and we do have the fifth year option on him as well. So, but, right. but back to the point. Give me Jacksonville in this one. I'm going to take them 24 to 21. Minshew Magic wins it again. Nice. Uh, Could happen. Yeah. God, can you imagine how crazy that's oh, going to go, man, if this oh, guy God. continues doing what he's doing right now? <laughs> uh, I don't even <laughs> think about it. I'm, I'm ready for that Saints game in a couple weeks. Surprised <laughs> I don't see a jersey or anything, or one of those shirts that I was oh, tagging yeah. you on Facebook, you know, with the mustache. I'm waiting or, for them know, to send me one. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Next game, Minnesota at the New York Giants. So, Kirk Cousins versus Danny Dimes. Bobby, what's the Yeah, script? Minnesota's on the road. They're favored by five and a half points. All right. What you got, Wes? You can start. Yeah. So in this one, I kind of wavered back and forth. You know, I'm not I'm not sold on uh, on Daniel Jones just yet. I mean, he's good. Um, I think he'll be a great starter eventually. Uh, I know the Saquon the Saquon injury is definitely going to hurt him. Although the backup had a fantastic day, Uh, Galman. He had a great great game. I think it's going to catch up with him. I think Kirk Cousins is going to go out there and throw a few deep balls, which might actually end up being completions because they have two all-star receivers out there, not to mention a great receiving tight end and a fantastic running back. Why the play action isn't getting utilized more, I don't know. But I will take Minnesota riding the boat in this one. Give me them uh, 17-10. Matt, what you got? You can take this one. All right. Yeah, so no, uh, I have Minnesota taking this game. Uh, I think it's just going to be, even though Minnesota has kind of been underwhelming for the most part this year, I just think that they got too much talent on both sides of the ball not to put it together, uh, especially against this Giants team. So I got the I got the Vikings winning this game. Uh, what did I have here? I had 22-10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of excitement going in New York right now. Uh, they're going to be at home. Daniel Jones is, um, you know, Eli Manning is a distant memory right now. You know, uh, Daniel Jones is 2-0. and I'm kind of with you, though, Matt. Minnesota, I think, just has way too many weapons. I think it's going to be a really close game. And um, I see Daniel suffering his first loss. I think that Dalvin Cook is going to have a decent game on the ground. And I think that Cousins is going to hit um, – his receivers for a couple of deep balls, but I have this a pretty close game, but I got Minnesota winning 16 to 13. All right. Okay. Minnesota in the clean sweep on that one. Next Atlanta, Houston, Atlanta and Houston. All right. Atlanta on the, we'll let Matt take the lead on this. We'll, we'll, we'll let him finish it. We'll go first. We'll let him finish. I'll start off with this one. Um, <laughs> Houston's at home favorite by four and a half. Um, I really wanted to take uh, Atlanta in this. I really think that there it's just a matter of time before we're going to see the team that we anticipated, you know, going into the season mm-hmm. with all that talent that they have. But Houston's a tough place to play at home. I I see this as a very, very close game. As a matter of fact, it's a toss-up. But I'm just going with the home team on this. I'm going Houston 26, Atlanta 23. Yeah, I, I felt the exact same way as you. I really wanted to pick Atlanta in this game. I wanted, I, I Every time I do, it bites me in the ass, though. So I ended up taking yeah. Houston as well. Um, I'm taking Houston. It's it's after losing last week to Kyle Allen at home. I know, that, and you see Deshaun Watson sitting out there after, which I don't know why the, why the offensive line wasn't out there with him because their asses need to be out there more than him. Um, I I think they'll get something together this week. I think they'll get a win at home. I just don't see them losing back to back home games. Give me them. Uh, I'm gonna take them 24-17. Matt Ryan throwing a pick late to cost them. Uh, Matt, what you got? Well, as this year has gone, uh, that sounds about right. But, uh, no, I have Houston winning this game as well, guys. Um, uh, just the, the way that these two teams match up, uh, I mean, we're averaging 331 yards passing 
to 70 yards rushing on offense this year. That's mm. very disproportionate. Uh, yeah. Don't like it. Uh, I think Houston just has too much talent on the offensive side, and our defense hasn't been playing well. Um, I have I have Houston taking this game 27-17 easily okay. from the Falcons. Wow. Easily, in my All opinion. Right. We... Until I see something different, then... Yeah, no. We got another sweep. Houston taking it. I'm a happy Atlanta fan there right now, man. I feel mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I feel, I'm, I'm a little salty, but you know it is what it hey, is. Hey, man, at least you're not just going with your heart, man. You That's mean, right. You kind of see it like what it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I hope things turn around. I think they will eventually. Tampa Bay, Hopefully. New Orleans, Bobby. What do we got? New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Let's see what we got going on here. Tampa at New Orleans. New Orleans is at home, favored by three and a half points. Matt, take that NFC South matchup. What you got? Uh, this was you said the Buccaneers and Saints, correct? Yeah, correct. Bu- yeah, Bucks at Saints. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. Now this one's going to be a pretty good matchup, man. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're they're they've been that team the past few years. You look at their roster and you're like, yeah, I think Tampa Bay might be able to do something this year. And then they always let us down. Um, with Bruce Arians at the helm, I think it's going to be different. And then with that win against the Rams, they might be fired up for this one in New Orleans. Um, I- I'm gonna. <sighs> I'm going to take Tampa Bay in an upset. I like it. I like it. I like it. I think they're going to go in, and and if they can put up some offense like they did last week, um, you know, uh, even it it being in New Orleans, I I think they're going to take it. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans could be the best uh, tandem, wide receiver tandem in the NFL right now. I agree. Uh, I'm liking the Bucs right now, man. I'm liking the Bucs. I'm riding with them. I'm going to take them. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Uh, 24-21, Tampa Bay. Okay, Bobby. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I'll tell you what. I think uh, Byron left, which is probably the best thing that ever happened to um, you know, um, Jameis Winston. You know, in recent time, right now, he's really got that guy playing with a lot of confidence right now. Huge division matchup in New Orleans. I like Tampa too, Matt. I have Tampa winning this game 28-21. to I just really think that um, these guys are, you know, after last week's performance, I'd be um, surprised to see, you know, a really big letdown. Uh, they do have a tough deep front. Um, their defensive line looks good, even though they did give up 40 points or whatnot to um, L.A. last week. But I just see them controlling Teddy Bridgewater and leaving New Orleans with a win. Uh, I got to take New Orleans, guys. I okay. got to do it after that impressive <laughs> that impressive win versus the yep. Cowboys. I did not back at home too though. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's it. They they came off a big win. It was a big win for Teddy Bridgewater. He had a big passionate speech after the game. I think that team is motivated more than they have been since they've lost Drew Brees. I think they're going to come out. They're going to shine. They're going to basically one step forward, two steps back for Jameis Winston. Uh, give me give me New Orleans, and I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be 28-3, to a couple interceptions Ooh, by Winston. Okay. All right. We'll see who gets to talk trash about this one here uh, this oh, time yeah. next week. I know. Exactly right. <laughs> Buffalo uh, Buffalo at Tennessee. Tennessee's at home, favored by two and a half points. So, ahead, so with Buffalo and Tennessee, I, I'm, I have to stick to my gut on this one, and my gut is that the Tennessee Titans win one, lose one. They're going to lose this week to Buffalo. Buffalo coming off in, in what they need to look at as a very good game against the New England Patriots, a very competitive game. I don't think it's going to matter if they have Josh Allen or not in the starting lineup. I think either way they're going to be competitive. That defense is is just nasty. I think they're going to get to him early and often. I'm going to take Buffalo in this one and a little bit of an upset, but in my opinion it's – Right, right down the Titans, you know, right at their front door. Give me Buffalo in this one. 20, Tennessee, 10. Matt, what you got? 
Yeah, I'm actually uh, right in line with you, Wes. Uh, I think the, the, the Bills played a really good game last weekend against the Patriots. Um, the Titans played a, a down team right now last weekend, the Falcons. Right. I don't see Mariota putting up the stats that, that he did against us and, and A.J. Brown as well. He's got, he got both of his touchdown receptions against us last week. Uh, I think Buffalo is a more complete team. Josh Allen needs to get his S together. That's the only problem with that team and maybe a receiver. And shoot, man, Buffalo's Buffalo's right there. They're right there, man. Um, no, so I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. It's going to be a pretty pretty close game. I got them winning 19-13. to 13. Bobby, what you yeah, got? Yeah, you know what? We're going to call this a clean, uh, clean sweep right here. Mm. Buff- uh, man, I'm starting to jump on that Buffalo bandwagon a little bit right now. You know, last week was a big uh, game. They were going to end undefeated against New England. They very easily could have won that game. Um, I, yeah. They, they, oh, yeah. They, 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 I haven't seen Brady, you know, um, that uncomfortable, you know, dropping back and passing a while. A long I mean, time. Were, they were throwing some – they were like Bill Belichick S, you know, right against him on that, rushing two, dropping five, just yep. making it very uncomfortable for him. Uh, I'm rolling with Buffalo on this one, man. I think they're going to win 20 to 13. I'm starting to, starting to jump on that wagon a little bit. All right, well, clean sleep for, sweep for Buffalo. Didn't think that was going to happen this year, but here we are. Well, let me yeah. uh, let me let me throw in a quick uh, tidbit on on that game. I'm 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 reading on uh, ESPN right now. Just popped up that uh, uh, Josh Allen is is still in concussion protocol. Yes. And yep. they they're splitting the reps with Matt Barkley. And I will tell you that if Matt Barkley starts this game, I don't care what happens. They're probably going to lose. Well, hey, man, Matt Barkley, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. He yeah. looked good, but I agree with you. I agree with you. He did look good last week, though, and I, I don't think it's going to matter, though. I think they're still going to get it done. I think Tennessee's going to find a way to screw it up. They're not going to hand it to Henry enough, which is their biggest problem that they'll never admit to. They don't give the ball to Henry enough, although last week they did 27 times for 100 yards. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see going forward. Uh, next game, Arizona at Cincinnati. I cannot make my mind up on this game. Give me the spread. Uh, where are we at? Let me go look at uh, my sheet right here. Oh, Arizona. Um, Cincinnati's at home, favored by three and a half. Can I take the lead on this one? Mm-hmm. I'm going out on a limb right now. Kyler Murray gets his first win. He goes into Cincinnati, and they win handily 20-6. to six. Yeah, I'm going to have to actually back you up on that one, too. I, I've tossed and turned about this one i could not make my mind up i finally did just a few minutes ago actually literally just changed it um i'm picking arizona in this game the reason i am is because i'm hearing this john ross information i I know he's not going to be playing this week coming up um andy dalton is one week he looks like he's going to break the single season passing record the next he's like nothing's going to happen with him he's back to the same old cincinnati zach taylor i think is still trying to figure out what he's got in his uh in his quarterback, so we'll see Mixon not a whole lot uh not a whole lot of change for him. And yeah, no AJ expect... Green and Ross right now. There's just not many weapons on that right. team right so, now. Right, so so yeah, yeah I'm pretty bad you, right now. Give me Kyler Murray. It's gonna be a close one. They're gonna have to come back and win it. Uh, I'm gonna take them. Uh, 24-21 Arizona with the win. Matt, what you got? Yeah, this one's really close for me. Uh, if you look at the Bengals, you know the four games they played this year, they lost to Seattle 21-20, got stopped by the 49ers 41-17. Had another close game against the Bills, but still lost 17 to 21, and then just got murdered by the by the Steelers there. So it's kind of like the, every other game; they're kind of you know right there in it. Um, I'm hearing there's some some offensive line injuries going on with Cincinnati as well. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Arizona in this one too. I think it's like uh, I think Wes said that it, they were gonna come back, you know, right third or fourth quarter comeback and and score a late touchdown. 
Um, I'm going to take Arizona. Let's do 26 to 17. Okay. All right, and another sweep right there. Yep, and so we've got another sweep after that. I can tell you without looking at either of your guys' information. Next game, uh, we have know. we have the Patriots versus the Redskins. <laughs> um, I'm gonna cover this one real quick. Go ahead and you can give us a spread. New England's favored by 15. And okay, home. so we all have New England. I think I can. Agree, I think we can all agree on that. They don't know who they're starting in Washington at quarterback. The place is dysfunctional. Ownership down needs to be completely fired. Trade Trent Williams because God let that guy play somewhere where they can actually use him and where he can be respected. Get it figured out, Washington. This is from all of us from the DNV who have moved far and done the ones that are close. Get it figured out. Get your damn team under control. We're moving on. We're moving. I'm not even going to give them the time of day. New England in a landslide. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I, no need to really talk about this much. I see this game as uh, obviously I'm taking New England. I think it's going to be like something like 36 to 3 going in late in the game and then maybe like a Chris, Tom- Chris Thompson screen pass, you yep. know, takes it to the house type thing. This game's not even close going into the, you know, second quarter or whatnot. Just total domination. Funny little nugget that I read, though, is that Bill Belichick um, was given all the respect in the world about the um, – they have a really of complex offense. Of course this, that. And then um, I heard something. I don't know if it was true or whatnot, but Gruden was saying that they have no game plan against the Patriots. Like, I, I don't doubt it. They don't have a quarterback. How can you right. game plan without so, your most important player? So, yeah, if, they, if, they, if the Redskins pull this off, that will be the upset of the year. But oh, I don't see it happening, and nope. I don't think anybody really does. Not even you, Matt. Even from the DMV, even though you're a Falcons <laughs> fan. I don't even think – I don't think you can even see this one happen. Yeah, man, it's it's New England all day, all day. They're gonna they're gonna whoop them up. Uh, it's in FedEx too, right? Or is it in? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in FedEx. FedEx. Yeah, yeah. No, but that means nothing nowadays, man. Day. No, no, that's no. There'll Those be more Patriots given, fans there. And don't forget though that the Nats are gonna be playing on Sunday too, as well. Oh man, yeah, so, so yeah, that that, so that be it'll be about empty Patriots games uh, <laughs> or Patriots fans at that game for right. sure. But I mean, it, I mean, they got yeah, like you said, Trent Williams. Yeah, <laughs> Trent Williams out. You know they they should trade him. Uh, they, I, I think the Patriots have offered them a first round pick. And a I don't player. know why they keep waiting on doing this. You're losing value by every day that you don't trade him. You know that means you know the value is going down. Might as well that, just. Trade that, I mean, <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. I, I guess they're waiting to you know have another starting left tackle somewhere else in the league get injured and. For a playoff team, and they're going to yeah. be pressured to trading for him. So I mean, there, there's a little upside there, but not much at all. Uh, Jordan Reed might not ever play in the NFL again. Darius Geis is on injured reserve for the second year in a row. Uh, yeah, they it's... got Colt McCoy and um, uh, Haskins splitting reps this week in practice. Cause it doesn't look like Case Keenum has been in a walking boot the past two weeks. Yeah, no, uh, no. Well, let's, let's just not go any further. Yeah, that's, we've we've already slide. covered this team more than we need to. It's it's going to yes. be a loss for the for the Redskins if they win. We'll all be surprised. Point blank. Onward. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, Baltimore coming off the loss. Pittsburgh coming off a win. What's the spread? Baltimore's on the road, three and a half point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and take Baltimore in this one. Coming back off a very bad loss to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're gonna get it. They're gonna write the ship this week. Uh, Lamar Jackson's gonna have a good game. Mason Rudolph's gonna get a little in over his head, and James Conner's gonna go back to getting absolutely nothing again, like he has all season. Um, it's unfortunate. Pittsburgh's just kind of in a bad spot right now. It's you know that that team's been good for years and years and years, and they it, got a 500 you know season kind of set up for yep. themselves right now. I think. At, at best, at best. At so, best get, right. so, so give me Baltimore in this one. Uh, I'm gonna take them 35 to 17. Go ahead, Matt. What you got? 
Yeah, I mean, if you actually look at Baltimore's games, you know, I'll just run through it again real quick. Their past four games, you know, 59-10 and 10 against the Dolphins, uh, barely beat the Cardinals there, 23-17, and then have lost two weeks in a row to the Chiefs, which is, you know, you can, you can kind of understand that one. Yeah, and then the Browns, which – the Browns were definitely due for a win. They needed they needed to they needed that game. The Browns needed that game for sure. Um, but I still have I still have the Ravens winning this next game against the Steelers. But I don't think the Ravens are as good, honestly, as as everybody thinks they are. They played some. I mean, the, Ra- the Dolphins and the Cardinals. You know, come on now, what are we talking about here? They're both, you know, looking for top five draft picks. So. Right. Uh, I got the Ravens coming into Pittsburgh, taking this game. Uh, I'm looking at like like a 27-21 game, Ravens. Yeah, I think this is going to be a sweep for all of us too. Baltimore. Um, I think they're going to rebound. I think Lamar Jackson is going to put up some big numbers. Pittsburgh is one of those teams that's going to you know win one, lose one, win one, lose two, win two, lose one type thing. Like Wes and I were talking about five hundred, yep. you know, stuff like that type of season. Anyways, I got Baltimore winning this game, twenty-eight uh, seventeen. Another sweep, Chicago at Oakland. Oakland and Chicago. Let's see what we got going on here. Chicago is going on the road, favored by four and a half points. I will go ahead and take this one real quick. Um, to me, you know, everything, um, you know, Trubisky being out and Chase Daniels coming in, uh, Chicago being a favorite. I This Oakland team might be a little bit better than a lot of people think, man. So I'm going, you know, they're going to be playing on the road. I mean, Oakland's going to be playing at home. Chicago's going to be on the road. I got um, Oakland winning this game, 18-13. Close game. Very close game. What you got, Matt? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a close game just because uh, Chicago, uh, you know, starting Chase Daniel as quarterback, uh, going all the way over to Oakland or wherever the hell they're playing nowadays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's just uh, – no, this one's tough, man. This one's tough. Um I'm going to pick Chicago, though. Uh, I'm going to take Chicago in an ugly game. Um, It's going to be – I'm looking at like a 20-17 to game, but it's going to be very ugly. Yeah, turnover city type game. I I don't see a lot of action in this one. Yeah, Matt, just kind of mirroring what you said, I'm going to actually take Chicago in this one, too, and what's going to be an ugly game. I think Chase Daniels is going to do just enough to get the job done. The defense is really going to be doing the job. Um, they're going to get 17 mm-hmm. points, and that's going to be about it. And they're going to get the win, 17 to 14. Um, like okay. you said, like you said, very ugly game, very close game. But give me Chicago in that one. All right. Next up, Denver and the Chargers. Denver and the Chargers. Chargers at home, favored by six and a half points. Square West, take the lead on this one. Um, it's I really want to go with Denver in this game, but I just I think that this team right now is at a point where they. Vic Fangio just doesn't really know what to do. Like that's just when I look at it. I, I think John Elway is too involved in that program. Well, right that now, that too, I think yeah. that goes without saying. Anybody that yeah. watches football enough, or like uh, like the you know way we watch football, it, you can kind of see that John Elway's got his fingerprints all over this team. He gets the stereotypical quarterbacks every time he's trying right. to hit on on these crazy things like Flacco and and bring people back from the dead because he hit once on Peyton and and with ownership they've they've got so much going on outside of football just the family itself has just got a lot going on nothing bad but just you know they've had the recent right. passing of Bolin it's wife's not well um the, it's just a lot going on um 
I, I think this is going to be a truly, the more I watch it, it's just going to be a rough year for Denver. I think Denver's got maybe one or two more games before the defense just starts quitting. Chubb's out already. I just, it, it seems like it's going in that direction, and we've seen this defense quit before. So I'm taking the Chargers in this one. Um, while I think it's going to be competitive early on, it's going to, it's going to get out of hand late. Uh, give me the Chargers in this one, 28, Denver, 14. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've pretty much touched on most of the points right there. Chargers are tough when they're at home. I mean, they've always been tough when they're at home. Denver right now, they're obviously 0-4. They're going to be hungry for a win. I think they're going to come out trying to fight. Um, just things just aren't going well right there in that program. And I don't really think it's just as much things on the field. I think a lot of that's off the field, you know, going with the management and um, obviously uh, Elway or whatnot. Um Melvin Gordon is going to be, you know, another week. Uh, he, uh, he'll be playing this week. He's not obviously going to be in the top shape that people anticipate, but I see him maybe getting four or five more carries and maybe even getting a touchdown or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I definitely got to go with the home team on this. I'm taking the Chargers 23-13. to 13. What you got, Matt? Yeah, no, I have the Chargers winning this game too. Uh, I think it might be a little bit of a struggle at first, uh, Denver being 0-4. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get a win. But no, nah, it's going to be Chargers. Chargers got to have the win. I mean, they need to win this game if they're going to go deep in the playoffs and they they, they want to get something. in at this point. Yeah, two and two. You know, they got to beat an zero and four team. So, you know, I have I have the Chargers winning. I think Phillip Rivers will score a couple late touchdowns in the third and fourth quarters and uh, pull it away. Uh, Twenty-eight to fourteen. Yeah. All right, last of our four twenty-five games: Green Bay at Dallas. Bobby, give me it, and then we will we'll let you. This go will last. be a good one. Yeah, um, Dallas is at home, favored by three and a half. I'm taking- uh, it better be a piss-off Dallas team playing. That's all I know. Wes, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and uh, start with this one. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I got Dallas in this one. I'm just going to say exactly how you just put it. It's going to be a pissed-off Dallas team. That was a loss. They absolutely, I don't care where you were. They should not have had that loss last week. This team came out flying, albeit against three media- mediocre teams, the, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. But regardless – you got to come out there and get it done against a team with a backup quarterback. I get it in New Orleans. I understand it's the whole perception of it, but you had a lot of fans there too, so I don't really want to hear that portion. Go out, get the win done on the road. You didn't get it done. They're going to get it done this week at home in Jerry's World with Green yeah. Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to keep it close, though, so watch out for that. Um, give me Green Bay 24, Dallas 28. Matt, what you got? Yeah, this one's going to be really close for me. I mean, uh you know, Dallas has played the Giants and the Dolphins, uh, which yeah. to me are two middle middle of the pack or clearly less. Yeah, and they played. Uh, they they played. Don't forget, they played the Eli Manning uh, Giants too. Correct. <laughs> so. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, you, you're looking at the Packers. They played the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos, and Eagles. Uh, in my opinion, it's a tougher schedule. They just come off the loss against the Eagles. Bro, guys, I have a really hard time picking this one. Uh, it's going to be a really close game. I can't tell if it's going to be a shootout or another defensive battle. Um, ooh. Ooh, I'm going to have Green Bay winning this game. And this actually goes back to the, the 2016 NF, or, uh, yeah, NFC uh, NFC I was over here watching it with Wes here yeah. in his house. The yeah. divisional round. Yeah. The divisional round. Yeah, I was watching that game. I watched every play of that game. What a game. Uh, Cowboys coming back, making it, you know, really tough on the Packers. But I think the Packers are going to come in, man, and, and they want to shut these Cowboys fans up. Um, I have the, I have the, I have Green Bay Packers winning this one, uh, 31 to 28 in a really close matchup, really close. Yeah, definitely should be an entertaining game. Um, 
Yeah, I can't wait. I re- this is this is probably my game of the week. Uh, I am really every up time we game. every time we play, man. Like and leading into my prediction on this, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been a cowboy killer. Obviously, um, I just <laughs> I just think right now that you know this. I mean, we can't. Dallas cannot. You know, obviously play any worse on offense than they did last week. They're going to come out fired up. They're going to be back at home. Expect to see Ezekiel Elliott get a heavy load. It's mm-hmm. about time right now. He had a worst performance of his career last uh, week. Expect to see him getting 25 to 30 carries, plus a couple balls out in the backfield. Defense is not an issue right now. Um, Kellen Moore, hopefully he's going to go back to you know uh, his old ways and open up the offense more. I have Dallas actually winning this one, making a little bit of a statement too, winning 24 to 14. All right. Our Sunday 8:25 game is Indianapolis at two and two versus the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by ten and a half at home. And I'm going to continue with that and give the Chiefs the win on this one. I think Brissett kind of showed us a little bit more last week. Um, not necessarily the best. Um, the defense is weak in some aspects. Now you're you're seeing some of the at this point in the season the quarter mark you're starting to see weaknesses as the teams come out and I think that. I think Kansas City is going to have their number um, early. I think that second quarter is going to be big for Kansas City. That's typically when it's been all year this year. That's when they're going to put up their points. They're going to create a distance, and then that's just going to stay like that for the rest of the game. I don't see Percet coming from behind to bring the Indianapolis Colts back for a win, unfortunately for them. I got uh, Kansas City in this one, 35, uh, Indianapolis 21. The train keeps rolling over in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Wes, you pretty much you know said everything that I was going to say. Um. Kansas City at home, Indy. Brissett is um, he's putting up solid numbers right now. I just don't see it happening in Arrowhead Stadium. I actually think that Kansas City rolls in this game, and it's really not that close. Uh, 35-21, to 21, Indy makes it respectable late in the game with a late touchdown. Matt, what you got? That's really funny. We all got pretty much the same score. I, I have Kansas City winning this game 34-20. to 20. Yeah. Um, there we I, go. I, I, <laughs> I think uh, I mean you guys just hit it on the head. I mean same thing. I think the Colts might make a chance to come back and and try to take a victory, but I I just think the Chiefs are going to jump out too far ahead and they they do what the Chiefs do. Yeah, they and win. plus you know the Chiefs. I don't think they were. I don't within the organization. I don't think they were really that impressed with their performance last week. Kind of like. Uh, you know, with Mahomes, I feel on touchdown or whatnot. So I expect to see them really coming out firing. So. Yeah, expect a heavy practice this week for them. A lot yeah. of air, a lot of air traffic control going on. And we finish up the week Monday night, eight fifteen, Cleveland heading out to San Fran to play on play the undefeated Forty Nine Forty Niners are at home, favored by three and a half points. I'll take the quick lead on this. I think this is going to probably be the game of the week. I have. Um, I got. I'm rolling with San Fran right now, man. I mean, Cleveland coming off a really high win. I think that this is game is going to go down to a last second field goal. I think that you're going to see a high scoring game, a very entertaining game out there in the Bay. I see Cleveland having to lead late within the last 30 or 40 seconds, and then Garoppolo moving down the, the ball down the field, and I have them kicking last second field goal, winning. San Fran winning 31 to 30. All right, Matt, what you got? Yeah, this is actually uh, one of my top three matchups, I believe, of the of the week. I think this is actually going to be a pretty good game. Um, but I I have the 49ers rolling in this one. Uh, they 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 look pretty good on both sides of the ball. Um, Baker Mayfield hasn't looked too good this year. I have the 49ers winning this one, 27 to 24. 
All right. I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to take the uh, the Cleveland Browns. I'm, I think this is going to be the beginning of them trying to make a statement. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're going to go out here and, and just uh, – like the world on fire. No, they're going to get out and get a tough win. They're going to beat an undefeated team, and this is where you're going to see this team get really high on themselves, and it's going to be up to Freddie Kitchens to get them under control. And I don't think he's going to be able to do it later in the season. Now, they may they may string up a couple wins here and there, but my way of looking at it is is they're going to have that losing streak, and when they do, it's gonna, they're going to fall. Um, but I think they're going to stay up one more week. They're going to knock. Uh, they're going to expose the 49ers as a uh, as an undefeated team, and they will knock them off. Give me Cleveland in this one. I, I think it's going to kind of go how Bobby said. Uh, I think they will take the lead late. I think they're going to hold on to it late. Miles Garrett coming up big. Give me 27-24 San Francisco with the win. I think everybody. I'm sorry, here. Cleveland with the win. Apologies. Yeah, I think a lot of us have that as a really good game to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be back and forth. It can go either way for sure. Yeah, for sure. So last thing we're going to do before we wrap up the show, we're going to do our locks for the week. I already gave you guys my lock. It's going to be Philadelphia over the Jets. I'll give you guys the teams you cannot pick. We're going to continue with not being able to pick the teams, even though you have taken a loss. Just mm-hmm. to keep it, keep right. it fair. Um, Bobby, you cannot pick Philadelphia. You cannot pick Baltimore. You cannot pick Dallas, and you cannot pick the Rams. Okay. Yep. Um, so this week, my lock is going to be, I am going out on a limb right now. Um, I am going to pick, have I taken, hold on. Did I, did I take New England or no? You no, you haven't taken New England. You know yet. what? No, I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm going to keep it safe this week. I'm going New England <laughs> over the Redskins, man. I'm taking whoever plays the Redskins, man, pretty much. I should have done that freaking last week, man. The Miami Dolphins good. on the bye week. The Miami Dolphins on the yeah, bye week. You go to the exactly. next one, uh, yeah. Redskins. Matt, what you got? You cannot take. Seattle, New England, Dallas, or Indianapolis. I uh, wish I saved my New England pick for this week. Uh, let's see here. And guys, this is this is going to be a pretty tough one. This is a good um, week. Yeah, it really is. Uh, there's a lot of interesting matchups. I'm going to take. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to take the Bills over the Titans. How about that? Wow, big one. I like that one. Nice, I like that. nice, I like nice, that. nice. Taking the Bills. I like that luck. I, I really do. I think that's going to be a good game, and I do think the Tennessee Titans are an up-and-down team, and they will be losing this week. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Rain, uh, short little nugget that Wes is going to have it on the website. He has this new little graphic thing right now with all of our picks that will be on the Extra Point website. I like that, Wes. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, if you, uh, if you, you know, you've probably already seen it if you're listening to the podcast by now, but it, it, <laughs> it'll be up tonight. I'm going to get that up tonight. Right. i get the new episode up tonight, tonight being Thursday. Um, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, excuse me. Jeez, losing day, track of day. We usually come on Tuesdays, though. Yeah, That's yeah. Why. We're yeah. a little, little behind this week, a lot going on. But from everybody here at the th- Extra Point, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right, see you guys. Yep. Peace.